Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Hallelujah. Appreciate everybody just wanting to do more for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 8. Praise God. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth, Lord. We are bombarded by so many voices in this last day, God. So much deception, so many lies, God. Lord, so much manipulation, and even in, in your name, God. But Lord, we want your truth, God. We want you to lead us. We want you to open our eyes. We want you to give us an ear to hear, God. And we want your spirit to work in this service, God. Hallelujah. We love you. We praise you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Psalm 8, verse 1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Listen to this. When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon, and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? God bless you. You can be seated. This psalm, I believe, gives us a proper perspective of our world today. But it is so uncommon. And sadly, I want to submit to you this morning that not only in this world, in this culture, but in a modern church day, praise God, we need to look at what God is saying about this world and understand His perspective. He said, when I look and consider, when I think about the heavens, when I think about what I see in creation... When I see the stars, when I see this world, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, when just how big this world is and all that is created. So often this day, we kind of put ourselves in the middle of this universe. We like to think of ourselves as the most important thing going on. But I believe this perspective is so, so good when I see how great and how awesome He is. I start thinking, what is man that thou art mindful of Him? This generation that we're living in, that so much of it really is so self-centered, so selfish. We've gotten ourselves into a mindset that, that we think about others as how we can use them and how they can benefit us. I don't want to get ahead of myself like I say so often, but I've heard a lot of people even come and say, why are you spending time, wasting time, reaching out to them? They'll never help us. I said, that's not our vision. That's not our that's not our idea what God values. Amen. That's the world. Amen. That's the that's the philosophy of the world, what I can get from people. We don't think about so often. We don't consider so often in this world others, let alone God and who He is. When we come to church and sometimes it's very odd. It's very uncomfortable. People come to church and they're used to something that's more catered to their comfort level. Prayer that, that honors God, that, that puts our whole heart and loving God into worship and, and a whole service of order to, to love Him and make Him comfortable. Amen. See, this, uh, this idea of being mindful is to, to remember, to think about, to consider. We're living in a day when hours upon hours of people's time, their lives, are spent with, with fake people, actors, 
fake relationships. Amen. People posting videos about, oh, my family, I love you so much. And oh, and oh, they're trying to relate to people that you don't know, you don't feel their their feelings. Amen. Fake scenarios and situations, and constantly pulled away from the people that are in our lives. Amen. Constantly distracted by those that God has put in our in our homes and in our communities by things that are fake actors amen to where people cannot feel empathy they cannot feel they cannot realize that there's people around them that need a friend that need a, 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 a that need help that need just somebody to understand praise god and we're living in that day when it, it troubles me when you walk through a store Sometimes you don't even have to get in the store. Sometimes just right in the parking lot. Just didn't realize this was your parking lot. I'm just, damn. People treat you like your piece of furniture. Treat you the 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 lack of common courtesy. Amen. Just realizing there's somebody there that's got a life that's got got things going on in there inside of them, and and we can be so so cruel and so cold so often. Amen. And sadly, that is quite a, in a way, a safe play, way to live your life without caring. And, but it's so empty. So empty. God came into this world because He loved us and gave Himself. Amen for us. When you see this generation more and more cold, more and more empty... Amen. The cruelty that can happen. Already mentioned, the Bible talks about unnatural affection. That, that children are, are murdered even in their mother's wombs. Amen. That children are abused and abandoned in this world by people that they trust. Amen. That the corruption of our society, the hate, the violence that is in our... Because hearts are cold. But because violence can be perpetrated without any remorse. Because there's no real understanding of, of, of anybody else and, and the reality of who they are. We've been conditioned. Oh, I know that. I, I, I'm not saying I've... I've never been a part of any kind of entertainment or a play of some kind or even playing a game. But when that is just consistently your your experience and and we're living in a day when when people are cold and they're hard and they're empty. They're empty. Young lady, Sister Madeline, talking about the, the depression that they see so often in their peers and different things that... That the, the emptiness, the hurt, the loneliness. Amen. We got more and more input from more and more connection. Amen. I can text somebody on the other side of the nation, on the other side of the world, and say, I'm praying for you this morning. Preach to them. Amen. Obey God today, preacher. Amen. But to really have somebody. I've seen it already sometimes, preachers. They, even, even a phone call. Is uncomfortable. Well, I'm more. Uh, I'm just kind of like one of these guys that likes to send a little text, and and uh, you know, people are, are have become so. Bible says, lovers of their own selves. Amen. The love of many, it says, waxes cold. This is the day we're living in. And you have to have eyes that can see, ears that can hear, to recognize. That the church is in danger. To recognize that in this day, that culture of self-service has slipped in. Amen. Let me read Matthew 22. We know it very familiar with it. Verse 20, 36. One came to him saying, Master, what is, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, our first song tonight, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Love God. Been living for God for quite a few years now. 
And I still today say, God, teach me what it means to love you. Don't let me just go through the motions of saying I love you. Like we said this morning about how I can say I worship you with all my heart, with all my heart, and say it and not be mindful that I'm not doing it. That's, that's got to be a problem. Amen. That needs that we need to wake up. That we can stand before God. He's real. It's not about me. And say, I worship you with all my heart and have our mind on other things. When I think about how great God is, I think, how can he be mindful of me? But he is. That's the wonder. That's the wonder. That is the the beauty that almighty God is mindful of you. That's what's blowing his mind. There's a, there's a creator and he cares about me? That doesn't make any sense. The king doesn't care about me. The president doesn't care about me. The, uh, but God is mindful of me. But so often we're not mindful of him. He says, Jesus said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Does that mean something? Do we just read words? With all my heart. That's feeling. That's emotion. With all thy soul. That's who I am. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to live it. To be mindful. To allow that to challenge me and say, Hey, Jesus said this is the greatest commandment. But do I live my life about me or do I live my life loving Him? With all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. If I, if I tell this lady I love her with all my heart, I can say anything. Amen? But if she's not getting the message with how I back that up with more than just words... I shouldn't be good with that. Amen. I, 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 can't, I can't say that I love my friend, that you're my friend, and just, listen, we're living in a day where words just are good enough, but it's not good enough for God. It can't be a, a fake relationship. See, this is what... I think comes into play when we start talking about just, and I want to get down. We've got a direction here. You just hang on. We're going somewhere with this. But listen, when we're talking about how we serve God, the communication barrier with people so often is, well, this is what I like. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I believe. Amen. But this has, you know what my Bible opens up with? In the beginning, God. When you have a perspective that it's blowing my mind that God cares about me, now maybe I ought to return the favor. And that everything that I do is not about me, but it's about Him. That's going to change things drastically. Amen. That is the difference between these corporations called churches that are making, the Bible says, merchandise of people. Amen. Or some a place of worship. A place of glorifying God. I want to worship you, God. This morning, I'm going to dedicate it to you. Does God feel like that? Or has it just kind of been words that I use? Amen. Hallelujah. Or is He on the throne? I want to challenge somebody this morning. I know maybe this, this itself might just uh, not be very comfortable. But I want you to really listen to what we're saying. Listen to what you're saying. Listen to you saying, He's my Lord. And I love Him with all my heart. What's that even mean? What's that even mean? What's the point? What's the point of this, this meeting this morning? What's the point of this if our self and our will and our, you know, God Almighty, 
The Bible says God with us, Emmanuel. God manifested in the flesh. First Timothy 3.16 says God with us went to the garden and said, Not my will, but thine be done. To say we love Him, to say He is our Lord, but we ourselves are sitting on the throne of our heart. So stubbornly set in our ways. Help us, God. The Bible says in the book of Nehemiah, the ninth chapter, talks about all the things that God did for them, bringing them out of Egypt, bringing them out of slavery, and meeting their needs, and giving them water from the rock, giving them manna from heaven, feeding them, guiding them, leading them, giving them the promise of a promised land. And it says in Nehemiah 9.16, And they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hearkened not to thy commandments and refused to obey, neither were mindful of the wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage. But thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious in mercy, slow to anger, great kindness, forsook them not. They weren't mindful. They were God's people, but they weren't mindful of Him, His will, His heart. They hardened their hearts against God. Forgot how good He had been to them. Oh, I want to be mindful of God today. So often, we worship God like we're worshiping God today. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing when people are really doing just that. Amen? Worshiping God. Loving God. Coming here, forgetting about... You know, it's not... You know, it's not about what kind of music you like. You know, you sometimes people send me links and say, hey, check out this service that, that, that maybe I was in or somebody told me I need to try. And, and people just stand in there like they're at a concert. Sometimes they're, they're, sometimes they're, they're bopping to the music. Sometimes they got their phones out. I want to get this so I can watch it later. This is good. Did you hear that? Man, they're really good. Oh, we are worshiping God. Amen. You know, we can gather together. And sing a bunch of old songs, maybe, uh, maybe some patriotic songs. I'm not, the, I'm not saying there's something wrong with that. And feel something. Feel good. Maybe you get a tear in your eye. Amen? Sure. Sing some of them, some of those old songs you knew when you were younger. And, 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 oh, wow, it's just, you feel something. Amen. You go ahead and put a good beat to that and, and, and maybe just a, 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 a Several thousand dollar, maybe tens of thousand dollar lighting. And wow, you're going to feel something. But that's not revival. Amen. Oh, I just, that really got me. But is is it the Holy Ghost? We can go to a concert. We can go to a ball game and and feel something. I had a friend years ago talk about going to a concert. Band known for... uh, for not only great light shows and, and smoke machines, but also a lot of psychedelic drugs. And they came back and, and without any hesitation said, that was a religious experience. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt there were spirits moving. And I don't, don't doubt they felt something. Amen. Some of the footage I've seen from some of the concerts that have been held, that thousands upon thousands just in unison pumping their hands and, and getting excited. But when we come to the house of God, amen. Preacher, you gotta, you gotta do it my way. What, what, hey, forget about all that. Amen. And just love God with all your heart. Amen. It's not about your favorite song. It's about lifting up God. Amen. It's not about your style. It's about loving Him. Amen. We want songs that are going to exalt Him. Amen. Not please your flesh. Things are going to praise Him and give Him glory and magnify Him. We're living in a day when so much of the music has has really been about you and me and flesh. And it produces a a flesh experience. Amen. And, And churches know this is not something that is... 
you know, I'm just kind of throwing out jabs. I wish everybody had revival. I'm not here to just, we'll get to that, but it's not about me either. Amen. It's about him. Praise God. Just because we can do things just the right way and, and, and cause a response in you and you can feel a thrill, you can feel a, a charge, a dopamine hit, if you will, that's not the Holy Ghost. There's a difference between a real move of God that will move you to repentance. It will move you to search your heart and say, God, I want to be saved. Amen. Preachers have become performers. Amen. Preachers have become high-dollar performers. Look at me and, 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 and teams, rather than praying and seeking God for a timely message, teams put together with ideas and, and visual aids and, and people trying to come up with something that's going to get the crowd bigger and statistics that are being shown, hey, when you preach this, more people come than that time of year. And Amen. And we need to preach something now to kind of get the, get the pledges coming in. And rather than really hearing from God and having an anointing, trying to be a people pleaser. I'm so tired of preachers telling me they're apostle this or prophet this or pastor of this. Listen to me. Let's lift up Jesus. Praise God. Don't tell me you're a healer. You're no healer. You can heal a, 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 God's a healer. Don't build yourself up like you're something. You're not. When you think you're something, that's pride. When you're nothing. You got nothing that God didn't give. And if you have it, it's not worth anything. You need to give it up and give it to God. Let God move. Amen. We, we're not looking to have, be celebrities. It's not about the preacher. It's not about me. Amen. I, I hear preachers sometimes... Folks, you wouldn't believe, well, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like the pastor is the highest call that you. What is wrong with you? The high... You sound like Jesus said when you become the least. Well, I think a prophet's even higher than that. I think, well, I'm an apostle. What does that even mean? I don't know. I kind of like it. It makes me feel good. <laughs> They're not going to say that. Amen. How about we just become servants? We're all followers of Christ, lifting Him up, amen, exalting Him. It's not about us. It's not about trying to put ourselves on a pedestal. It's about loving Jesus. It's about serving Him. It's about being humbly serving people, amen. It's not about us. It's not about us. We come to church and... People even in this service. I know there's been distractions in this service. You know, there's going to be distractions. You know what you do? You just keep your focus on God. Amen. Problems are going to happen. If you let that be a problem for you, then that's your problem. Amen. Praise the Lord. It, it, it blows my mind sometimes. We can have a move of God. Some people just... Uh, I'm not talking about patting anybody else on the back, but, but come out of a service. Just God moving. People being touched. And, and, and just like that, boom, all of a sudden, just like... Hey, it didn't even happen. Just start talking about what's going to happen after the service. And, and hey, I'm going to tell you, we got plans. We're going to be maybe getting something to eat or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But not even a moment to say, oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Not just a moment to say, man, thank God that was good. Yeah. We just right away just in, hey, uh, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. Were you not there? <laughs> Did you not see that? I can't, I can't imagine maybe, maybe just going to, to maybe your house and having dinner or having a great thing or you put on all kind of time and then all of a sudden just be like, hey, so, so what else? And I'd be like, man, that was so good. That tasted so good. That's, we, we, ought to, we ought to be excited about what God did for us with one another. Amen. I'm not trying to exalt anything in me, but man, we ought, we ought to savor it for a little while. I feel like we're all ready. Just put it aside and, and on to the next step. Amen. Just already, just, 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 it, it happened. I was there. I fulfilled my duty. Check it off. Now go on. The yeah, Bible talks about talking about the Word of God. Bible talks about, about uh, talking about it with your family. Amen. Talks about putting it up in, the, in your house. Amen. It, it, it means being mindful. Being mindful. We're so distracted. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. There's going to be some things that are going to happen around you. That's the world. That's life. And if you let that get a hold of you, you got a problem. 
It's not it's like somehow we got to put you put you in a little little booth somewhere so you can really feel God. That's not feeling God. That's being self-centered. But when you start loving God and loving him and getting focused on him, it's never going to be easy. But you just go ahead and and realize. I mean, can you imagine sitting there with Paul and Silas in the midnight hour? You think they had some distractions? Hello? They had a, a, a revival service in that prison cell, beating backs and chains and everything that, that shook the place. Amen. We've got to be more considerate. We've got to be mindful of what God's doing. You've left too many services not mindful of what God was trying to do in that service. You heard a preacher and you heard a verse or two and you heard a song and you know what you liked and didn't like and what made you feel away, but you weren't mindful of what God was trying to do. Ooh, hallelujah. You weren't mindful of what God was trying to help you and, and strengthen you or get you to where you need to be. Amen. See, that's the awesome thing about God. He sees what you're going through and he's got a plan for you. You can shut it down. You can ignore it. You can be hard-hearted and proud. and Or you can say, God, I trust you. I trust you. You've got something good for me. The beautiful thing about really having a walk with God is you know that if it's, if it's sharp a little bit, it's still going to help me. Ooh, that's, that stings a little bit, God. I understand. I must need it. He doesn't, he's got no ill feelings toward you. He's got nothing against you. He's not looking to judge and condemn you. He's looking to save you and help you. And when sometimes it starts getting uncomfortable, you ought to just say, you know what, God, I guess it needs to be a little uncomfortable. Because I'm getting too comfortable. That's my problem sometimes. We get a little too comfortable. We get too little more in our comfort zone. We're not mindful. Amen. Just We can settle in people shouting and and praying and speaking in tongues and we're just we're not even mindful somebody needing god in this service today we're not mindful of it we're thinking about me something that bothered me something that hurt my feelings something that i didn't prefer if you could be mindful of what god's trying to do there's never, never an ideal situation i'll tell you never an ideal situation but god can move in it look throughout the whole bible if you can just get in the, the vein of being mindful, being considering what God is trying to do. Amen. Well, praise God. We've got to get over ourselves and more focused on loving Him. Every part of the service. This is, I, I do this for church. I do this for, for my personal walk with God. Lord, I, I have some routines in my life. I do things because I feel like it's godly. I feel like it it's, it's honors God. But I know that's just the first step. If I know that I should pray today, if I know I should be in the house of God when the doors are open, if I know it would be better for me to do so many things, I've got to then say how mindful I am of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because I have the ability of going through the motions and having poor quality in what I do. Amen. And so do you. Yeah. You can pray. And that's what we really want to talk about today for a little bit. Prayer. Luke 18, verse 10. I know you pray. You've prayed today. You've prayed in this service. But can I tell you something about the difference between a religious routine, something you feel like is a good idea to get done, and real prayer? Luke 18, verse 10, tells us two men went up into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. The other one was a publican. Now, publicans were tax collectors, but it was more than that. They were well known to be kind of traitors. Really, they, they, they weren't just, you know, taxes aren't fun for anybody. But the Romans who were occupying that land, they would get a Jewish man, 
that would work for them. And I want you to go and knock on all your friends' doors, all your neighbors, all the people you go to synagogue with. And I want you to collect their taxes. And this is how much it is. They're not going to like it because they don't want us here anyway. But you go ahead and collect that and just bring us what we, they owe us. Well, the publicans were well known that they had the Roman government behind them. That if you didn't pay them, you'd get locked up. So it was very, very common for the publicans, the tax collectors, to say, here's what you owe and here's my part of it. So they would rob their brothers working for an unjust government and they were hated. So when you see a publican fall into the feet of Jesus, you know there's somebody who is not is is well known for their their this being a uh, just a horrible person that would steal from their own friends and family when they're in such a terrible situation of the occupation of Rome over Israel. The Bible says there's two people in church. One was a miserable, rotten traitor of a sinner, and one was a religious leader, a Pharisee, who's known for trying to go be extra, extra, extra holy. And But the Bible says that Pharisee stood, verse 11, Luke 18, stood and prayed thus, what? With himself. God didn't honor that prayer. He was praying, and he was the center of his prayer. He starts saying, God, I thank you. I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust. You know, he wanted to be heard. And he was even putting in jabs for other people. It didn't matter. He wasn't mindful of what God was hearing. He was mindful of what people were hearing. He was mindful of himself, not mindful of God. I know... That sometimes we can get into dead, dry, routine prayers. But I believe there's some people that get into prayers that are, on the surface, just fiery and spiritual. And both can still be about us. That you say the things that sound like you're supposed to say. You've heard somebody that sounded like a powerhouse of prayer say it like that. And said, I think I'm going to pray like that. You think that's the way prayer ought to be. And everything I said up to now, I want you to take it to heart. But some of us need to look at our prayer and say, when was the last time you really had a heart-to-heart talk with God? You telling me this God that made all of, the, all of creation and still is mindful of you, came to this earth and died on a cross for you, and you can't just stop and have a heart-to-heart talk with Him, something's wrong. If I go into prayer... And I start telling God what's on my mind and what I feel like and what I like and start to try to feel good about myself. And God's trying to get my attention and say, hey, there's some things in your life you know I'm trying to deal with. Don't avoid it. As I was praying about this message, sometimes I feel like people are trying to ignore the elephant in the room. That we live our lives, we, we keep a safe distance between us and God because we know if we get too real, we're going to have to repent of some things. Some things we've been trying to ignore about us. See, God sees everything that's going on in your life better than you. And He cares about you. He loves you. And he wants you to be free. But so often we keep God at an arm's distance. We're not mindful of the fact that He's trying to do something. We can go through the motions of praying and never really let God deal with us the way we need to. Never really let God free us like we need to. Some of you, God's got plans for, God's got gifts for, God wants to work in you, but we still keep God at this distance where we are comfortable. It's about us and what we like. And I'm going to tell you something. When you stand before God, you ought to be able to let God be God. You talk to me. Brother's asking me, we're going to get ready to look into the next year, start this year with prayer and fasting. And we were talking a little bit about fasting. And I said, I will tell you, my practice, I know there's some more to it in the Bible. But with me and my life, 
I never see in the Bible where it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast. Boy, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast so hard. I'm going to fast. Now God's going to have to say, oh, wow, I wasn't really going to do it. But now he's kind of forcing my hand. Fasting and prayer makes you, it humbles you. It gets you to start cleaning out of your, your mind, your will. And you start seeing how, how weak you are and how much you need God. And your flesh gets, gets crucified so that you can get in the spirit better. Maybe some of those things you're praying for will, will have more power in your prayer because you're getting yourself out of the way. And that anointing can really flow because you're, you're mindful of God. Prayer, which really will flow into worship and flow into our service of God, it's got to start with God. It's got to be about God. When, when you come to church and it's about you and what happens in churches, how it affects you, you've missed it. You totally have no idea what the kingdom of God is really about. When you have a vision of what God's put us here to do and what our, our job is, our place is in His kingdom, when you start getting mindful of the things you say and the things you do and how it affects God's bottom line, God's will, God's purpose. Amen. When that comes down into your prayer time and it's not, well, I, I got this. Hey, I want to tell you, there's going to be some day you say, well, I pray so, for this person every day. Great, great, great. But there could be a time. It wouldn't be wrong for you to say, I make it my point to pray for them every day. But to be honest with you, there's sometimes I'm just in the vein and God's, God's got me praising Him or thankful. And you didn't fail. You didn't fail to not be able to have a, a gold star next to your name that I did this every day. Listen, you let God lead that. You let that Spirit of God lead that. Amen. When you start being more mindful, that's where it's got to start. I can tell you that your home, if you're going to be the person in your home you need to be, you need to know that it's selfishness is destruction of the home. Amen. When you can become, when you can serve, that a Christian husband, a Christian wife, Christian parents serve. Amen. You've got to start with your understanding, with a revelation of what the kingdom of God is about. Being a part of God's church means I've got to be mindful of Him. That my worship, don't miss it. It's about Him. It's about Him. It blows my mind. Oh, did you hear? Uh, you know, I haven't heard this. So, Sister Kate, no. Oh, did you hear? She she missed a note or forgot a word. No. Did you hear what somebody did or said? No. Uh, some of you, I'll tell you what. The, the world could be ending, and you're just right where you need to be. Woo, I don't know what's going on. I'm oblivious to it. It's like somebody said the house is on fire. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Just lost in the spirit of God. So I say, fire, yeah, fire, yeah. Woo, woo. Because you're, you're mindful of God. Amen. You're not, you're, you're not, it's not a good quality to be so caught up in every single detail. Oh, I saw it all. I heard it all. And you know, I have a, I have what I, I, I've already, I can tell you what I think about it. Were you mindful what God was doing? Amen. When things, when things don't just always go the best, you understand that's what's, I'm still just trying to be mindful of God. Amen. Well, praise God talked about a little while ago, you know, things were rolling according to plan. Jesus was praying. They were sleeping. They weren't really mindful of what was really necessary. They had no idea. Jesus was telling them all along, this is what's getting ready to happen. But they were so out of tune with Jesus, but they were still at prayer meeting. And then when it all came down that they were going to take him by force, Peter, man, he just came out and just starts swinging a sword, cut the man's ear off. And we understand, we don't believe he was going for his ear, probably. 
But Jesus reaches down, picks up that ear, and says, this is not what this is about. Put that sword up. And not only does that, but takes the mistake of Peter and covers it up so that nobody can ever come back on him again. Peter could have been crucified that day for, for taking the ear off, trying to attempted murder, amen, of the servant of a high priest. He, he would definitely. But you know what Jesus did? Jesus covered up the evidence of somebody else's lack of spirituality during the prayer meeting. Amen? Hey, when you, do you see what they did? Did you see how they acted? Did you see how they overreacted? Did you see? No. Try to be mindful of spirit. And when I'm done and this service is over and it was about God and what he could do. Oh, I'm thankful for people here today that they can see. They can not only see where we're at, they can see where it's going. Not everything's perfect right now, but it's heading in a direction. Amen. And you're part of the solution. You've got a vision of what we need to do. And you recognize there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be difficulties. And some of that's going to come on to you. Some of it's going to be hard for you. But you've got God, so it's going to be all right. And you're mindful. I was reading in First Chronicles, and that's not... Some the big few, first few chapters of that's not always just the most edifying. You know, you've got all the this person begat that person, this how many soldiers, this how many things, and but every now and then you just find a real gold nugget and all that. And he's talking about some of the soldiers and some of the people and their their strengths in that. And I think it's always always gets my attention at the sons of Issachar. They understood the signs of the times. They under they had they they knew what to do when the challenge arose. That's what we need. We need people that are mindful, not of the problem, but mindful how the spear would have them get us to the next level. Amen? Be mindful. And to do that, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to really start praying. Somebody needs to hear this. Your prayers need to be real prayers. Not just saying the right words, but having heart-to-heart talk with God. It might be. Listen to me. I've had to fight this battle many, many, many years ago. Oh, God, if somebody walked in this room, they think I was the least spiritual person they ever heard praying. So what? Pray. Don't play games. Amen. When you're a little, little child, you say things and you learn things that by example. But after a while, you got to get it yourself. And you have that heart-to-heart talk with God like he's sitting in the room. Amen. I was thinking that this morning when we were worshiping God. If he was sitting in the room, is that how you would have done it? Is that what you would have said? Some of you, yeah. Absolutely. It wouldn't have changed a minute. But if you thought he was really in the room, hmm, wow, wouldn't that be something to be mindful of the presence of God? How would you worship him? How would you get excited about that? How would you open your heart to him? Amen. Hallelujah. Being mindful. We are living in a day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't hear somebody think they didn't even hear what they said. They're saying that, but that's not what they think, feel. They just say in the next thing that comes into their mind because they think that's what you're supposed to say. And they, they, they just, that's how people talk. So that's what I'm going to say. They don't connect. They're not mindful of what's really happening around them. Amen. And when God starts using you, when God starts really using you, not just to, amen, not just to be at a nursing home, but to minister at a nursing home. Not just to be in the community, but minister in the community. To think about, hey, there's a need, and the Spirit of God might just give me something to say right now. That's got to start in our prayers. That's got to start with a sensitivity of, you know what, I'm not worried about what I look like. I'm just going to start praising God. I'm not worried about what people are thinking. I want God to know I love Him, and I'm not ashamed to use my voice to worship Him, to love Him, to pray. Amen. I'm mindful of what's going on. Sometimes I just feel like people, you're so caught up, we are so caught up in ourselves. We don't realize that sometimes we can... We can almost be inconsiderate and rude to the Spirit of God. To be a friend. To not just say we care, but to act like it. Amen. Not just say we love Him, but to act like it. It makes a difference between just what a lot of folks are doing, going through the motions of a religious routine, and what the Bible says. We must worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's something real engaged in us. That's sincerity. That's the reality of being mindful that what I say shouldn't just be empty. Amen. But
But it comes from the Spirit. It comes from our heart connecting to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I want to be mindful. I don't want to just get in a routine. Oh, I know what happens. We, this is the time we testify. This is the time we sing. This is the time we pray. I'm just going to go to my spot. I'm going to do it a certain way. And no, be mindful. God's in this house. God cares about you. Throughout the day. I don't care if it's just asking God to bless your meal. Be mindful. You're talking to God. I don't care if it's just taking some time to pray for some of these prayer requests. Those people need a miracle. Be mindful. We keep a safe distance. We can try to shelter ourselves and go through our lives so numb. Jesus Jesus quoted the book of Isaiah when God said, you got eyes, but you don't see. You got ears, but you don't hear. You got a heart that is hard. It's dull. Your senses have been dulled. You've been so affected by your generation. You've been so affected by this world that is so cold that you can't just open your heart and be real to God. Open your heart and just be mindful. When you start looking into the Word of God and seeing what prayer is, what worship is, what service is, and you're mindful of the reality that God has called you to Him, to be His servant, to be His child, to be His friend. I don't, I don't want to just go through the motions. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. It's offensive to a God that cares that much to just go through the motions. Play church. Come on, this altar's open if you want to come pray. But do it. Pray. Talk to God. Talk to God. God bless you for obeying God. It's our tendency to close ourselves off. It's our tendency to hide. Adam and Eve, first response was to hide. Come to God. Come to God with all your heart. Oh, in Jesus' name. to you for real. I want to I want to love you and serve you. I want this to be about you, Lord. I thank God 
for an atmosphere of worship, an atmosphere of prayer, an atmosphere of His Spirit leading, guiding, directing us. I want to be mindful of Him. I want to be mindful of the direction of the Spirit. I want to be mindful of God and not my will. Not my will. Oh, in Jesus' name. This world is His. This church is His. It's about His glory. It's about His presence. that we don't get snared in the, and get off track feeling like it's about what we want not what God wants revival, church growth souls still got to be about God still got to be about God it's still got to be about His presence and His power not what we do but what He's doing in us and our worship and the excitement of that can't become just another routine. The fire in our prayers can't just become another habit. There's got to be a heart in it. From the Oh hallelujah. From the times we're singing a songs and lifting up our hands, a time we're just reaching out and telling somebody it's good to see them. Be mindful of God's will. God's working. It's such an awesome thing to think that He's mindful of us, but oh, help us, Lord, to be mindful of Him, You, God. Let's all stand. Father, thank You. Thank You for Your presence today. Thank You. Help us, Lord. Help us to consider. Help us to be mindful that everything we do, Lord, for You, God, would be for Your glory. Everything we do would never just be a, our own tradition, our own ways to feel good about ourselves. But, God, that we would truly love You and honor You and, God, give You our all. Lord, I love You, Jesus. Thank You. Thank You for what You do. And, God, help us, I pray. Oh, help us, Lord, to be mindful throughout the rest of this day and into this evening, God, that you would work in a special way. We love you, God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. Keep us safe, Lord, as we travel. Bless, Lord, everything that's done this afternoon for your glory, Lord, and we just give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, church.